1: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM
2: 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in today. Forecast On the cloudy side, sunshine breaking through occasionally. Don't be surprised to see a shower, or thunder shower come through between now and the rest of the evening. 80 the high today, 62 the low at night. Tomorrow, a lot of clouds, few showers and thundershowers possible. High again, 80. Supposed to get to 90 and above Saturday right through next Wednesday. Sixers had a big win last night, 129-112, closing out uh, the uh, Washington Wizards to win that playoff series. They're opening round four games to one. Seth Curry leading the way with 30 points, Tobias Harris 28, Ben Simmons with a triple double, and a lot of other players contributing. After the game on Zoom, had a head coach Doc Rivers talking about that total team effort.
3: Yeah, it was a, it was a really a great team win, and I, I just love how they played. We got down early, no panic set in. I really believe we they believe that they were better today. You know, like they were the better team. I I, I thought they they played with that type of confidence i tell you, from one day of, you know, really changing, like going small, you know, installing our little spread stuff that we were running, for us to execute that well, it just tells you how focused they were. I mean, we didn't have a lot of time to work on a lot of stuff, but they did it. And so, really, I'm just really proud of all of them. Ben was, Ben was incredible. Tobias was incredible. Seth, you know, what can you say? So... But everyone else was good. Tyrese came in. Fur gave us a big lift. So there's so many guys. I thought the White Howard in the second half was huge. So it, it was what you would call a all-hands-in team win for sure.
2: Tobias Harris, who had 28 points, gave the coaching staff a lot of credit.
3: Just something they've been doing all year. I mean, you know, we've had to play without Joel for a whole lot of games. So they've done a great job all year, just adapted. And, um, you know, obviously in the game, the game before this, It was an adjustment that had been made, and kind of happened really quick on the fly. But in today's game, you saw that adjustment really be made fully out there for for what was going to work for us, offensively and defensively. We kind of just went went with a game plan and and stuck with it the whole way, the whole game, and it worked out for us.
2: Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, who had that triple-double, 19 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, I uh, also talked about the team coming together and each person picking up their, their game.
0: We knew we all had to, you know, especially playing that game in Washington, the last game. We knew, you know, there was a lot of things that we felt like were against us, but we were still in, in it to fight. So we had to have that same mentality, you know, coming back home. You know, the crowd was great. You know, Seth stepped up, did his thing. Maxi came in and, and it was tremendous. But everyone played their role and played their part and everyone was a part of that win. Wherever my team needs me to do, you know, wherever they're going to put me, they're going to put me. I make it work. You know, I feel like my IQ on the court is so high I can make plays happen.
2: It's Ben Simmons, and speaking of Tyrese Maxey, who Ben mentioned there, Maxey himself, his thoughts on the game and the fans and the excitement?
3: It was amazing. Uh, the intensity was great. Um, the fans were amazing. You know, it was cool to see the chess match, like I talked about the other day, of, uh, you know, the coaches, different coaching staffs. And uh, it's, it's very fun. you got to stay locked in at all times, and uh, you got to stay focused, and, you know, we can't wait for round two.
2: It's Tyrese Maxey in that next round featuring the Atlanta Hawks as the Sixers' next opponent after the Hawks knocked out the Knicks last night. Phillies have the night off. They open a weekend series at home tomorrow against Washington at 7.05. We have a very special guest coming up in a few moments. His name is Josh McDowell, and he is an author, apologist. He's traveled the world sharing the gospel. He's written about 150 books, spoken to millions of people over the years. And he's at the Ocean City Tabernacle this coming Saturday and Sunday. Saturday features an interactive presentation called Discover the Evidence. It's a seminar, actually, uh historical artifacts he's bringing. The whole goal, build confidence in the reliability of Scripture. Very important to Josh and in, in, in his mind, and, and rightly so, in the life of a believer. And then on Sunday, the 6th coming up a few days from now, 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., He'll be at both worship services addressing the importance of healthy family relationships. You can get details on that at octabernacle.org. And you can hear directly from Josh about all that and more, including his best-selling book, Evidence That Demands a Verdict. We'll be chatting with Josh here in just a couple moments. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app.
1: You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.
2: AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Listen to the Tim Demoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. We're very excited right now to be able to bring to you a very special guest. You'll know the name... Author and apologist Josh McDowell is going to be at the Ocean City Tabernacle this Saturday and Sunday. Details at octabernacle.org. Hello, sir. How are you doing today?
4: Tim, absolutely incredible.
2: <laughs> we're, uh, we're privileged to have you on the air here. I think you're, you've you been on the radio station before. Uh, radio ministry-wise, you've done a lot of things in your life, books and, and travel, uh, there's been a radio aspect to what you do, too, or no?
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. One time I had the largest um, weekly radio program. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I've done radio for years. Right. Radio is almost more powerful than TV because it goes to the drive hour, everything. Yeah. And uh, I think you get a much broader audience.
2: Yeah, and we can repurpose things. Uh, after interviews, we often will slice it up a bit yeah. and teacher, different highlights and everything. And I don't
4: have to dress up for it.
2: (laughs) There are bonuses, yes. That's true. Well, this Saturday and Sunday, we're glad to have you come to town. We want to talk about that a little bit, and also just the ministry overall, and and your walk with the Lord. So maybe we could start on Saturday. There's a seminar, and Sunday, a couple worship services, 830 and 1030 a.m., addressing the importance of healthy family relationships, I believe, the topic for Sunday. So... Just feel free to take the floor and share a bit what you're planning to do for Saturday. Discover the evidence seminar. What's involved?
4: Well, there's going to be two sessions, one at 10 o'clock and one, I think it's at 1230.
1: Okay.
4: Um, It's on the scriptures. And the reason we're doing the scriptures is that globally now with the Internet and everything else, there's so much skepticism about the scriptures. People are hearing things that they never heard before because it wasn't available to them until the internet. And this is globally. And uh, one of the areas that affects both non-believers and believers is, is in the area of scripture. Uh, is it trustworthy? Is it the Word of God? Is it authentic? Uh, is it accurate? So on Saturday morning, I'm going to deal with the New Testament with a Q&A time, which is one of my favorite. But I'm just going to lay out the incredible secular evidence. I'm not going to biblical evidence. Secular evidence on the accuracy and reliability of the scriptures of the New Testament. Okay. And uh, I want people to walk out of that session that they can hold the New Testament in their hands and say, what I have, I can trust. Uh, what I have is what was written down has not been changed, and what was written down was true. Those are the two questions I'm going to deal with uh, with the New Testament. It's one thing To say what I have is what was written down. The New Testament has not been changed. But the bigger question for me, okay, was what was written down true? Uh, Yes, Jesus did that. Jesus said that. But was it true what Jesus said? It's one thing to know it's true that he said it, the other is to know it's true what he said. And so uh, that will be the uh, Saturday morning session. In the afternoon, we're dealing with the Old Testament. And this, this will be the highlight of my weekend, because I'll be bringing in about a million dollars worth of artifacts, all ancient biblical artifacts that demonstrate the accuracy of the Scriptures. And a lot of people don't even know that. I'm going to be bringing in one of the rarest scrolls, one of the top three rarest scrolls in existence of the Torah, the complete Torah in a scroll. I'm going to lay it out. And when I start explaining it, I'll guarantee you, the people there would not have heard 90% of what I share ever. Uh, It's so incredible what God did to preserve the accuracy of the Old Testament. And so we're going to have physical evidence right there. And then going to have, which most people never even heard of, a haptara. Do you know what a haptara is, Tim? I don't. Let me know. Nobody does. Nobody (laughs) does. It's amazing. It's an incredible historic document. Uh, done right near the New Testament time, and what it is, it's two volumes, one and two, and they took the New Testament, and they took a portion, they would do it in uh, Hebrew. Okay. Then they would do it, you have two little dots, and then they write it out in Aramaic. Hmm. And then there's two little dots, like a hyphen, and then... They do it in a, in a very rare language. It's called Judeo-Arabic, where they took the Arabic alphabet, substituted the letters with um, the Jewish alphabet, okay. then translated the scriptures. Uh, and it's called Judeo-Arabic language. It's very rare. And then what is interesting, on each page then, they'll have scripture, and then they'll have a commentary explain it what it does it helps you to see what the passage means because you have it in three languages and that helps you when you go from Hebrew into Aramaic then you see how back in the first century they understood Hebrew by the way they translated in Aramaic then when they go from Aramaic to judeo-arabic you see how they understood it in Aramaic and Hebrew and it's one of the best ways to know the accuracy of the scriptures. And so I'll have that, and I'll explain it and everything, and people will literally be able to touch it and see it and turn the pages. It's fascinating. Wow! And uh, then we great. have a lot of other uh, documents, very rare documents, but each one is significant in biblical accuracy. So that's going to be in the afternoon, and that's going to be a fun hour and a half session. I'll tell you.
2: That's great, folks. Just tuning in. We're chatting with Josh McDowell, author and apologist. Uh, loves the Lord a lot, and uh, you know, I remember seeing you back in the day uh, when I was at Penn State back in, I would say, 1991 or so. And everybody was writing on the on the blackboards across campus. Josh is coming on the sidewalks, <laughs> and, and, and people are like, "Who's this Josh guy?" This is, of course, before social media. Sounds so ancient in a way, but and, and I remember going to the auditorium that night. And you presented. Uh, I think you might have done some something for evidence demands a verdict, but it was a persuasive uh, opportunity to, to yeah. friend friendly and a friendly. How many people? It was how full. many
4: people were there?
2: It was full. I don't know how how big the auditorium yeah. was, but it was you know hundreds of students, including a lot of my friends from fourth floor heart ramped where I went to uh, where I stayed uh, my freshman year, and it was just neat for me. I because I went to Penn State on purpose. Because I wanted to be salt and light. I went to a Christian school where you can be salt and light too. Eisenhower Auditorium. But uh, yeah, you're right. Eisenhower. That's right. That's right. I forgot about it. I haven't been there in years. But I just, I I appreciate the fact that you were there because it gave the opportunity, just like I went to Penn State because I wanted to hopefully take the gospel and be a light. That's what was happening when you came to campus. And I remember some of the most cynical people on my floor going to that. I was like, wow, this guy is here. This is this is pretty cool. Anyhow, Josh McDowell coming this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Details at octabernacle.org. Going to take a quick break. Then we'll keep our conversation with author and apologist Josh McDowell going on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim
1: DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL. And
2: WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to the Tim Demoss show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Forecast on the cloudy side, a little sunshine breaking through, make it a shower, thunder shower today or night. 80 the high, low of 62 this evening. Tomorrow cloudy, a few showers and thunder showers possible. High again of 80. Supposed to be a lot hotter over the weekend, Saturday through next Wednesday, in fact. Supposed to be 90 and above each of those days. Sixers, nice win last night, 129-112 over Washington. Seth Curry, 30 points. Tobias Harris, 28. Ben Simmons with a triple-double. They win the series four games to one. Next up for them, the Atlanta Hawks, which knocked out the New York Knicks last night. Also, the Phillies are off this evening. They open a weekend series tomorrow at home against Washington, 7-5. First pitch for that. As we continue on, looking forward this weekend, Josh McDowell, author and apologist, Uh, going to be at the Ocean City Tabernacle in Ocean City, New Jersey, doing a seminar on Saturday called Discover the Evidence, which features an interactive presentation of historical artifacts, building confidence in the reliability of Scripture. On Sunday, 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., worship services. Uh, Josh will be at both of those, addressing the importance of healthy family relationships. Share if you would for a moment, you know your testimony, how you you were skeptical and how you searched for God and how that's led to you know this lifelong well, ministry.
4: When I went off to the university, Jesus did not play a place, did not have a place in my life or my future. Hmm. I was I was not an atheist. I was too smart for that. But I was a skeptic or an agnostic. There's an ordinary agnostic saying, "I don't know," but maybe you do. And then there's a obnoxious agnostic. I don't know, you don't know, so shut up. <laughs> and that was kind of where I was as an obnoxious agnostic. And I met this group of uh, six to eight students and several professors and one of their wives, and their lives were so different. Now, most people are usually different because they're weird. These people were different because they seem to have a genuine, authentic love and caring for each other. And equal to that, they seem to have that same love and care for people outside their groups. Well, let me tell you, that got my attention, and I wanted it. So I made friends with them. And I asked this young lady. And oh, she was cute. Yep. I used to think all I used to think all Christians were ugly. <laughs> I really did. Figured I figured if you couldn't make it anywhere else in life, you became a Christian. That's uh, the Christian beauty contest. Nobody won it. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was always thinking. But oh, was she cute? And I just looked her right in the eye and said, what changed your life? <laughs> I never expected to hear this. With everyone standing around, she just looked back at me and said, Jesus Christ. And I just laughed at her. Well, she didn't back down. And it ended up, they challenged me to intellectually to use my mind to examine two things. The reliability of the Bible as being the word of God and true historically. And second, Jesus being the Messiah, the son of God. Well, I thought that was a joke. I truly believe Christians had two brains. One was lost, and the other was out looking for it. I figured if a Christian had a brain, it would die in isolation. And so they, they irritated me. But everything they were doing was right. I was the problem. So I said, okay, I'll accept your challenge. And uh, I'd saved up a lot of money. I'd made a lot of money my first two years in college. I took six months off. Traveled throughout the United States, England, Germany, France, Switzerland, the Middle East, gathering the evidence to write evidence that demands a verdict against Christianity and make a joke of these students, and it backfired. Hmm. And uh, I went through a real struggle, and finally, December 19th, uh, at 839 of that year, I just put my faith in Christ, asking Him to come into my life, make a difference in it, and wow. I've never looked back since. Wow.
2: Folks tuning in, Josh McDowell is our guest. Uh, he's uh, an author, an apologist, and has traveled the world and shared the gospel. Would you say that kind of growing up, your educational interest, because because your ministry has followed a definite path of, in a lot of ways, you know, presenting information that you want to put on the table and say anybody could l- just look at this and that will help help you understand, right? Rather than necessarily uh, say anecdotal or this or that, it's it, it, you're you're trying to help them really just see. touch touch and see for yourself, so to speak. Was that kind of who you were growing up?
4: Well, my whole life was centered around being a lawyer. Hmm. That's all I dreamed of as a kid. I got a full scholarship to law school. Hmm. Uh, I had a whole library, a huge law library in Coldwater, Michigan, willed to me when I graduated from uh, law school. And so I was all set and everything, and then Jesus came into my life and changed everything. Hmm. And finally, I I did go to law school, and I went to uh, Talbot Theological Seminary, and I had to pay for it. I had a free law school, but I had to pay for seminary. And uh, Hmm. it was one of the best decisions I ever made. And uh, I have the type of mind, like so many people listening right now have, where you need the evidence. You need the one, two, three, four laid out for you, and this equals this, and this is supported by this, and this is documented here. And so that brought me to Christ, looking at the evidence. And uh, then I spent 13 years writing Evidence That Demands a Verdict with about 2,000 documentations. And then my next book I wrote in 42 hours. More than a carpenter. <laughs> wow! And, and my first book did about six million. My second one around two hundred million That's with uh, digital. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh well, but my third one didn't.
2: <laughs> well, it was sure for, and, and along those lines, maybe you could just let, for folks who have not read—I mean, read—evidence uh, that demands a verdict. I find that fascinating. I think a lot of people do too. Like, at least if you're, a person is willing, like they they would actually legitimately like to understand. Um, You know, if you could boil down a little bit of what evidence demands a verdict is about, so people understand kind of maybe how your mind works and how you like to present.
4: Well, I take out a number of chapters, and it's an anthology. Okay. It's not something you just sit down and read through it. You study it. And I'll start with the scriptures, because everything is based on that. And it's a long chapter with the, uh, just one after another, historical documentations of its truthfulness and reliability and authenticity that people can trust it. And then I go into the deity of Christ. One whole chapter on did Jesus claim to be God? Because a lot of people said he didn't. And I concluded to read the scriptures and say Jesus never claimed to be God, they'd be like standing outdoors on a clear day and say, I can't see the sun. Hmm. You'd be blind. And then a whole chapter on the evidence for the deity of Christ and prophecy from the Old and New Testament about the Messiah. And then a large chapter on the resurrection, which is my favorite, on laying out the historical evidence for the historical three days that he was alive, buried, and raised again, uh, and documented historically. And then I go into things like the changed life of the disciples. I go into one chapter, and the Apostle Paul is probably one of the greatest testimonies of the truthfulness of Christianity, the conversion from saul of tarsus to the apostle paul and then go into a whole section on historic prophecies like tyre and others like that and then the last chapter is on transformed lives and how from every walk from most brilliant to the most ignorant people the wealthy to the poor the knowledgeable to the unknowledgeable the educated the uneducated When somebody comes into a relationship with Christ, their life is changed, no matter what their background is. And so that's evidence that demands a verdict with a lot of documents. In the university, they say that more paper has been written out of evidence that demands a verdict than any other Bible, than any other book, except maybe the Bible, Mm. because it's so documented. And they'd always say, we know when somebody read Josh McDowell's book, because their speech or their paper was always documented. (laughs) Well, and so that's kind of good.
2: Did you write Evidence that Demands a Verdict with primarily with a non-believer in mind, or also to strengthen those who are already Christians to help them have even that much more reason to, to you know?
4: Be. I wrote it mainly with the believer in mind. Okay, but knowing if I did it that way, it'd be same exact appeal to a non-believer.
2: Okay. Related question: People learn differently, right? So there's there's presenting the information itself. That maybe is like an intellectual convincing or presentation compared with the fact that obviously we have a heart issue, like we rebel against God. What was your, your thought and, and is your thought on uh, including how you present this weekend, presenting evidence and pre- presenting things for people to examine, how that interfaces with the the, the uh, oh, that's hearts?
4: Very, that's very simple. Okay. That's very simple. Yeah. All truth. I believe all truth was given to be applied to relationships. Hmm relationship with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, relationship with your parents, parents of the child, the husband with the wife, the wife of the husband, the parents of the children, the children with the parents. All truth was given for relationships. And I never like to present truth outside the context of relationships. So you look at the scriptures. If you do not have a tremendous confidence in the scriptures, not just believing they're true, but knowing why. That's called a conviction. Most people have a belief. They don't have convictions. A conviction is knowing what you believe, second, why you believe it, third, experiencing it in your life. Then you have a conviction. And this is why I want people to walk out of these sessions at the tabernacle with convictions. So it's one thing to know what you believe. The other is to know why you believe it. Because the more you know why you believe it, the bolder you become, the more courage you have, the greater desire to share it with others. And then when you experience it in your life, you even have a greater boldness and encouragement. And so uh, I always try to put it into context of relationships now when it comes to the Scriptures.
2: Author and apologist Josh McDowell, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss show, again he's at the Ocean City Tabernacle this weekend. Saturday the 5th at uh, 10 a.m., starting with the Discover the Evidence Seminar, which features an interactive presentation of historical artifacts, building confidence in the reliability of Scripture. Then uh, Josh doing a couple of worship services, part of the 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. services, Sunday, June 6th. Details on that, octabernacle.org. we have a quick break to take. Keep our conversation with Josh McDowell. going in just a moment, WFIL.
1: Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL. Email D at wfil.com. AM
2: 560 WFIL.com and on the app, listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. This weekend, author and apologist Josh McDowell, the Ocean City Tabernacle in Ocean City, New Jersey. On Saturday the 5th, he is doing the Discover the Evidence Seminar. Starts at 10 a.m., features an interactive presentation of historical artifacts, some amazing artifacts, building confidence in the reliability of Scripture on Sunday, the 6th, 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Worship services was where Josh will be at the OC Tabernacle uh, with, uh, you know, addressing the the importance of healthy family relationships, the the focus for that. Details, octabernacle.org. Josh has written 150 plus books, spoken to millions of people over the years, and I've uh, been all over and served the Lord in many countries and so that's well documented as far as your your service to the Lord that way um, but share for a minute if you would maybe about your greatest ministry regarding marriage, children, grandchildren.
4: Well, I have two lines of teaching. one is on the scriptures and the resurrection and truthfulness, apologetics, the other's on love marriage and relationships now why the two because the key to love marriage and relationship is based and rides on top of the railing of the scriptures being authentic and true Hmm. and and so that's why i do the two because they connect together i address love relationships because if you start developing problems in relationships and all it'll often affect your attitude. About the scriptures and your faith, and it will start to erode it. And so, I want to help people to have fulfilled love, marriage, and sexual relationships. And yet, there's something I'm not addressing this weekend, but the one thing that would destroy all that, what do you think it is, Tim? The one thing globally that would destroy all that faith in the scriptures, marriage, love, relationships, everything. What's the one thing? Number one in the world would destroy all that.
2: I don't know. I'm just thinking self-love or self-focus instead of, you know, focused on God and what he has to offer. No,
4: you got to have self-love. Okay. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. True. If you don't love yourself, True. you don't know how to love your neighbor. Right. And so, no, it's pornography. Hmm. Pornography would destroy your confidence in scriptures, your faith in Christ, your marriage, love. In relationships, period. And 70% of Christian men actively seek out porn weekly on the Internet. 70% of evangelical men. And so uh, that, that's another one of our big problems. Yeah. But I'm not dealing with that this weekend. No, but I you. wish I were, but I'm not. <laughs>
2: As we wrap our time up, uh, Josh McDowell, been kind enough to hang out with us a little while and share about this coming weekend and some other thoughts, too, including on the book uh, Evidence That Demands a Verdict. You know, radio is considered to be a, a, a medium where you know anybody can listen in the privacy of their home or their car, including those who don't know the Lord. So you know, I just ask if you step back for a second, what you might share, even a quick note for believers, just advice as, as you've walked this earth and lived for the yeah. Lord all these years, and... And okay, for those who well,
4: aren't got, believers. I've got three minutes, so let me take two of them. Sure. I would say study the Scriptures. Get to know the Scriptures. Now, I'm not trying to be self-promoting here, but get the book Evidence and Demands Verdict." Go to Amazon and order it. Go to josh.org, josh.org, and you can order Evidence and Demands Verdict." And study the Scriptures. Develop convictions about the Scriptures. And then study the scriptures to find out who is God. He might be your father, but he is not your own man. Who is God? And then third, study the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, guides us in all truth. Right. And it says, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, to be filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean you ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life. When you accept Christ, God the Holy Spirit instantly enters your life completely. To be filled with the Holy Spirit means to be filled from within, not something from without coming in, but something from within filling you. What it means, basically, is be controlled by the Holy Spirit. There's a book out by Dr. Bill Bright i'm the holy spirit you probably go to amazon and dr william bright on the holy spirit and you probably find it okay. it so helped me along with the scriptures to understand the feeling of the holy spirit and so those are some of the things you need to do and then share your faith share your faith the more you share your faith the more you get to understand your faith amen Amen. I need, I got one minute left here, my friend. Go for it. Well, I was going to ask if people can pray for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> pray for physical strength. Okay. Because we're going a mile a minute. I thought everything would slow down during COVID. It hasn't. <laughs> I'm going eight, ten hours a day, six, seven days a week. Okay. And just need a lot of physical strength. And pray for time with my grandkids. I got 11 of them, my four children, my wife, Amen. which... Uh, doesn't come before my ministry they are my first ministry yeah. hey god bless my brother tim thanks you That's and uh, i so look forward this weekend to being at the tabernacle
2: very good josh mcdowell the tim demas show thank you for calling in today have a great bye day bye 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 josh mcdowell gonna be at the um... Ocean City Tabernacle, Saturday at 10 a.m. with the uh, Discover the Evidence Seminar, featuring an interactive presentation of historical artifacts, building confidence in the reliability of Scripture. And then on Sunday, 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., worship services both times, addressing the importance of healthy family relationships. Uh, Josh McDowell has done over 150 books. He's spoken to millions of people in his 80-plus years on this earth. And Very glad to have had a chance to have him on the program today. You can grab more details again on this weekend at the Ocean City Tabernacle at octabernacle.org. Brief break. Come back. Keep the Tim DeMoss Show rolling on WFIL.
1: It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening.
2: AM 560, WFIL.com on the app. That's a classic from Andre Crouch. And Jesus is the answer. And if you're just tuning in, uh, you missed a conversation with Josh McDowell, who would certainly concur that Jesus is the answer. He spent his life sharing the gospel. He's written 150-some-odd books, including Evidence That Demands a Verdict and More Than a Carpenter, among others, at the Ocean City Tabernacle this weekend, Saturday the 5th and Sunday the 6th. Saturday, there's a Discover the Evidence Seminar where he'll be presenting some amazing evidence, over a million dollars worth of evidence. He says he's going to have it on hand, featuring an interactive presentation of historical artifacts, building confidence in the reliability of Scripture. And then on Sunday, uh, Josh at both worship services, 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., addressing the importance of healthy family relationships. Details on all that, at ocean uh, sorry at oc tabernacle oc tabernacle.org as we come down the home stretch of the show just a little bit of housekeeping a couple of things i want to share with you one is again a thank you to everyone who has helped out in our partnership with bible league international over the last month the goal has been to put 2200 bibles in the hands of new believers in africa 12 different countries and just the the power behind it obviously the importance of God's word very fundamental to grow especially if you're a new believer how do you take those next steps? that's what this has been about only five dollars to do a Bible so many folks stepped up I wanted to take a second and thank some of them Marion in Philadelphia did uh, 40 Bibles Dale in Polkville North Carolina listening in I guess online we like that also did 40 Bibles. Marjorie in Horsham did 20 Bibles. Matthew in Sicklerville, New Jersey, did 10. Another Matthew in Limerick did 20 Bibles. Gail in Philadelphia did 10. Also from Philadelphia, Ola, who did five. like that name. Angela did five. And Thomas did 10. Joe in Sewell, New Jersey, did uh, 10 Bibles. Ava in Philadelphia did 10. Mary in Philadelphia, five. John in Philadelphia 20. Keith in Claymont, Delaware chipped in with five Bibles. Thanks also to uh, the following all in Philadelphia. I feel like I'm doing the school closings. Victor did six. Lorna did 10. Salvatore did six. And Angelina did 10. Susanna Malvern, five. Sarah and Morton, 20. Edward in Deptford, New Jersey, 10. Ellis in Lawnside, New Jersey, 10. And Audrey and Aston, with some alliteration, did 20. That's just some of the folks who helped out over the past month. I read that list partly to also encourage you, as you listen to this station, you're not alone. There are lots of people listening who are being encouraged by God's word, and in this case have teamed up as a WFIL listening family to help spread the gospel in Africa. What a great thing. Thank you to everyone who has been part of this And again, you can still help at 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or click the Open the Floodgates Bibles for Africa banner at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening in. Have a wonderful night. Looking forward to doing the show again tomorrow. Thanks
1: for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.